Welcome to the latest episode of Platform Podcast. Today's guest is Dustin Werbeski. Alongside Richie Eisler, Dustin Morbeski is responsible for the powerhouse in Barcelona, which was the apartment that Powerslide rented. And as a result, they made all these media projects together. They filmed some absolutely incredible sections with Alan Beaulieu, with Dominic Sagona, with Warapodge Boonham and loads of other people. We also got sections from Richie and Dustin. And during this period, Dustin really came to the forefront of blading just for being incredibly technical, really innovative, really creative, really taking on board a lot of things that other skaters just weren't doing, as well as having like the traditional aggressive skate skills. So he was just like combining things that even now, like skaters are just starting to adopt. So one example is the things that Colin Kelso has been doing recently, where he's been doing grinds and then combining them with toe slides and heel slides. Dustin Morbeski was doing those years ago and doing things like grinding posts and pivoting on the top of handrails before sliding down them. Just all these different things that are kind of loosely associated with mushroom blading and considered very much like a Canadian trait of just being very experimental with his street skating. He ended up turning pro for Shadow and for Undercover. He had a pro skate from Shadow, which was the first pro skate that came with a free skate setup. It came with, I think it was 72 millimeter wheels. And he was really like trying to pioneer that type of blading, like bridging the gap between aggressive and free skate. So he would do like a lot of grinds and like really like intricate, difficult grinds on like flat 72 millimeter setups, which at the time was relatively unheard of. Um, he had a bunch of pro wheels with undercover and then he ended up losing his visa or he didn't have a visa. I can't remember, but either way, he kicked out of Spain, he ended up moving back to Canada and shadow stopped. He ended up getting dropped from the undercover team, but he still kept skating and releasing these really just interesting, unique concept videos. And one of them was a video on SUV skates. I think it was in Montreal. I can't remember now off the top of my head. But he's basically skating these like like mountain bike tracks and it ended up getting close to like a hundred thousand views and becoming like really, really popular. And just out of the blue, suddenly Power Slide have given him a new pro skate and it's an SUV pro skate, which is the first of its kind. There's never been an SUV pro skate before. There's been off-road skates like the Rosie's Big Cat. There's been SUV skates, but never one that's had a skater's name on it. I've interviewed Dustin before, I think it was close to 10 years ago now when he was still pro for Shadow. Really interesting guy, really funny, lots of stories, and also a bit of a controversial character. He's fallen out with quite a few people over the years, like Sean Kelso. They fell out when he went to America to film his Shadow promo. He also fell out with fellow Power Slide writer Frederick Anderson. And there's one that I've heard of that's unconfirmed about him falling out with Mark Moreno while he was living in Barcelona. So I think he was quite a kind of, quite a, what you would say, yeah, a, a definite character, definitely someone that ruffled a few feathers, but I've always found him really enjoyable to talk to. Can't wait to speak to him again. Before that, though, I just want to shout out my Patreon supporters. They're listed on the screen now. If you want to join the Patreon, you can do so for as little as £3 a month. There's a ton of content on there and I'm always putting up new stuff. So if you want to support this channel, 
That's the best way to do it. Enough of that, though. Hear the music. Good day. There he is. Hey. How you doing, stranger? <laughs> Not bad at all. Hiding away in the middle of Canada. I was I was trying to remember the last time we spoke, and I can't remember what year it was, but it, it wasn't that long after your pro skate came out because you were still on Shadow. I would guess 2013. Possibly. Yeah. 14, yeah. It's been a minute. Yeah. Yeah. So how how you been? I see you've like last time we spoke, you were basically trying to get back to Europe and and trying to move back to Spain, but I'm I'm guessing that didn't work out. Well, actually, I think I did get. Yeah, I definitely got back for a a little bit there for okay. another couple of years, and but again, didn't work out. So here I am. Right. Okay. So, what's what's made you decide to stay in Canada? Because you've you were you had quite restless feet for quite a few years there. Yeah, and I guess I'm yeah I'm really content. If I was to choose, that life was nice. Europe's great. The lifestyle, everything about it. But personally, my lifestyle now is a bit more nature orientated, and I love my family. And yeah, I missed a bunch of that. I got like all these nephews and nieces and. Everybody's growing up or growing old, and it's nice being around it. Right. Okay. Cool. Um, are you are you and your partner from the, the time still together? Yep. And we're in Regina, hometown. Nice. And yeah. So, so she's in a few she, years. Sorry. Yeah. She must be loving Canadian life as well. Then, if she's like, "Yep, yeah, I'm happy enough to stay here." Yeah. Well, she's a art teacher, which is pretty cool. She's got right. a good gig, and um. Yeah, she was born and raised here. And um Ah, okay. Yes, yeah. I there we go. So that's the non-workout of Spain round two. I was with a right. Spanish partner. She came to Canada, moved back home. I stayed. That's so, right. Because a couple of things yeah. have happened since then. Yeah. Life. Okay, moves. right. right. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the time your partner was Spanish, right? That's that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Um, congratulations on the new skate. Not gonna lie, bit of a shock. Power Slade yeah. like sent me a promo being like, oh, like Dustin Morbeski's Pro Skate. And I was like, what? What? I didn't even know. I wasn't even sure you still had like, and obviously I knew you were still making promos for Power Slide, but after things ended with Shadow and with Undercover, I just kind of thought you were getting like flowed products and it wasn't like a kind of formal arrangement anymore. So yeah, it, you're gonna need to you're gonna need to update me on what happened during that period because I feel like I feel like you kind of like you didn't disappear, but you were definitely like not in the bleeding limelight anymore. Well, I yeah. Um, let's see. It's very informal. I barely get flown stuff, but as you know, I would have collected a bunch of product over these years, and mostly I collected off-road stuff because it's the hardest to come by. And right. I've been focusing on it because I never realized that side of skating especially from where i've been there's a lot of like i'm from the prairies so i never considered it to be a good off-road blading place but there's a lot of potential around me so i've been tapping into that 
don't have an aggressive scene anymore. There's like a couple of cats from like my childhood who are still into skating, but really it's just me and my partner. She films everything and I haven't been given opportunities to like go to the comp, come promote this, blah, blah, blah. Like it, <laughs> yeah. it's not what it used to be. So um yeah. Yeah, very informal, but uh I kept one aspect of skating going, which was what was appealing to me most over these years. And in doing so, I was offered uh, the first pro off-road skate. Right. Because I remember, obviously, you had that video. It was like seven years ago that had it was something like 80,000 views or something on the, the mountain bike trails. Or are they even mountain bike trails? It's like those like wooden tracks, which yeah. I was like, that yeah. looks terrifying to skate on. Even if you've got like the right skates for that terrain, it still looks like treacherous. But you just made it look like the most casual thing in the world <laughs> well again it was who knew that you could skate that stuff until i found out about airfield tires and i was like whoa I've always thought about those wood ladders in the mountains and all of a sudden it was just all possible so and it was it is scary i get the same adrenaline rush riding a trail as i do a drop rail so it's yeah it's yeah. just like same same and just trying something new out of the same same Okay, yeah, because those like those tracks aren't wide, and like some of them look as if they've got like decent drops on the other side, or like you know rocks and like roots and stuff to like properly hurt yourself on if you fall off the side. You have no idea how many or what percentage of those trails that I've passed. Like the things these mountain bikers are doing is insane. It's like just getting to ride some of the features is such a pleasure, but like to one day connect a whole trail. Well, that's, I've definitely done that now, but when that was going viral back then, I didn't even consider top to bottom. It was like hike a bit, ride that feature, hike a bit, ride that feature, tie right. it together, post-production and make it look like I did a smooth run, you know? Okay, so you weren't like, <laughs> you weren't like, I'm gonna do this whole like downhill section. Cause that, yeah. No, it had to start somewhere and it was right. just testing. And that went viral and I did have some cool opportunities like media outside of rollerblading and it was yeah like i was getting interviews on the news the radio blah 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 and okay a lot of people like random random people were sending me myself being like stumbled across this on the internet and yeah it was cool so did did anything come out of that like did any other companies contact you or because it kind of seems like a thing that might lead into i don't know like some other guys are like, we've got this mountain bike track here. Do you want to come and like try it or like anything like that? Well, Skydio, the drone company that I fly for or fly with all the time, we're in good connections. Okay. Really took a liking to my footage because they their most viral stuff is mountain biking clips, I guess, or so I've been told. And mine was kind of blowing those numbers up because it was so obscure. And um, they sponsored my last, tour last summer as well matched my skate sponsors contributions and right yeah, they're cool they yeah yeah like so that's kind of crazy like so i'm i'm assuming you kept in good contact with matthias from power slide over the years even after everything stopped with shadow and undercover um yeah just enough to keep communication alive there's definitely some downtimes and maybe not such positive times but uh right. yeah we've we've kept a communicating i guess you could say okay because it's like it's a random thing like 
I, I don't, I wasn't even aware of there even being that many SUV skates. Like I, I thought power slide even only had like one like version. And then to get like a pro skate, I was like, whoa, that's like, you, you have a, you have a habit of doing like weird things like this. Like this is not your first foray into like, um, yeah, put in the 72 mils on a shadow was yeah like breaking rules like <laughs> nobody was that's what accepting I mean. of this big wheels on the most i don't know, true aggressive skate or whatever yeah. but um it was i like letting others experience what i've experienced and that's just getting access to new technology or new products that i had no idea existed or what they were good for and applying my own skating to these new products was so much fun that I want other people to try the same progression that I've evolved evolution through my skating. It's just it starts off small, any rockers, freestyle, whatever, and then yeah. bigger wheels and different terrains now. And yeah, I want everybody to try it because it, there's a lot more than just traditional skating. It, yeah, it definitely opens the door to like, yeah, just exploring more terrain on skates. But yeah, like you said yourself, when you had that shadow out, and even you admitted it, like it was really unpopular because people were just like <laughs> not on board with that concept yet. Like you, you and Richie and a bunch of guys during that period were trying to like bring the world of like free skating and rec skating together with aggressive more. And like you guys were like doing all these like, technical grinds and stuff on huge wheel setups and setups that just weren't even meant to be doing stuff like that on and then you had that aggressive skate with like the free skate like set up on it and i was actually watching some of your sections not long ago and i don't know if you've seen like the recent basement videos with colin kelso and sean kelso and colin started doing like grinds to toe slides and grinds to heel slides and i was like i've definitely seen someone do this before but i just can't remember where and it was in like your old wheel promos from like almost a decade ago. And it's crazy that there's things that are only just starting to be like adopted now, but you were doing it like way back then. And I mean, that probably would have came from something too. Like we all get inspired and I would never really like to claim ownership <laughs> of anything, but um, yeah, I do keep up with media and I see this stuff going on and people are definitely pushing the creativity of aggressive skating which was what i loved about it it's just skate weird stuff and do really weird movements and yeah push and the, yeah the kelso brothers are pushing it right now they're inspiring makes me want to yeah. get back on the old shadows or the my solomons or i guess i got eons under the desk here a bunch okay. of aggressive skates it's just and um, somebody so needs to inspire me you're, you're claim right. So just to be clear, you're claiming that you don't think any of the moves back then you're one of the first people to do because there's one that I, that I associate with you that you're definitely the first person I saw do it on a street handrail, and it's like the kind of like the dreidel spin on the top of the rail to grind down. Like Sam, yeah, Cro it Sam Crofts does them now, but I'm sure you were the first person I saw ever do it on a street rail. I feel that is true. I remember being the first to do it on top of a rail and down in a skate park and that took years to push to a street spot but before that it was like stockwell and like vg16 or 17 some like post he did it on out of bank on like the insp it was a, a montage it had a 
cool vibe to it and there was a mic yeah. or something there was Pe two people yeah. people people were me. doing them like independently yeah. like as in like as a standalone trick but they weren't doing it to, to a grind combo on a handrail that's true well everything's got to be pushed this this is true and you were you were definitely definitely pushing yeah some of that stuff was wild um yet to go double though double round okay yeah. it yeah because it's a as you cork you need to be slowly off accessing towards the down of the rail otherwise you'll just sit on top of it and never click in yeah so by the time you're double it's so blind and having your weight fully committed over the down of the rail would just take a lot of commitment okay um I can't, remember, I can't remember whether it was sam's recent one or the one before may have been the one before but sam crofts has got one in one of his recent promo i'm sure i think it may have been the last one he does it in manchester on a huge one but even then he had to modify the rail he had to like cut the top off the rail to be able to do it or just find the perfect spot there's that, that's yeah. it yeah or if you can't yeah make it um so so that so you don't really like aggressive skate at all anymore because i remember you guys used to have that like tiny indoor park that you and richie used to skate and i'm assuming he comes back to visit family once in a while so you guys don't strap on the aggressive skates then and have a catch-up no uh it actually richie's an interesting cat it took him like four years maybe to get back but he was here this winter which was okay. a pleasure because i haven't seen him in forever and uh spent a month or two around and there's yeah sadly that skate park got torn down for a football stadium and yeah it's been attempted at a replacement but actually we just had talks about them allowing bladers into this skateboard park but the park is just a bunch of tiny little mani pads and nothing that i'm interested in skating yet but when it does grow back into the classic regina indoor i'll be back involved but uh so and until then, I build a mini in my winter in my garage every winter, and yeah, Rich helped get this one going, and that's all we skated for the month he was around. You've got a mini ramp in your garage, like as in, like what what are we talking here in terms of size or width? Twelve feet wide, uh, an eight foot just back to back transition, okay. like a six foot flat deck on the bottom, and then the extra four foot runs all the way the length of the garage into a little vert wall well yeah a vert wall okay <laughs> because I, I feel like the guy i feel like you're the kind of guy that you, you said that the, the skate park wasn't interesting enough for the mani pads i feel like you can make something out of anything i feel like you'd find a way to like manipulate that to your will it's true i haven't been there yet so we'll see what happens when i get there <laughs> although also knowing you you're quite a controversial figure so you'd probably end up falling out of the skateboarders as well because you know you, you you have your you have your ways dustin i like to speak my mind <laughs> yeah so the, that's a part of it there's been a little bit of beef on the locals but right, we, okay. it's a small place so like i obviously it's all love in the end it's just i gotta like show love to people who are showing love and yeah if they're not it's just you get what you give and i still will see you around and i'm not gonna I don't I've never thrown a punch I don't I don't actually fight with people I just verbally speak you, and you people... break them down with your words you, you <laughs> defeat them with your words I'm, I'm familiar um also we, you'd kind of think that because everyone's got to that age bracket now where you're like in your 30s and you know basically 
an adult adult as opposed to like a teenager playing an adult or like someone in their early 20s with like, I don't know, just a lot of like testosterone and anger. Like you'd think people would mellow out a little bit and be like, oh yeah, like that that whole kind of argument or debate or friction is a bit stupid. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But it is also something about holding on to that youth childhood fuck you attitude where yeah you don't be a pushover like say something when yeah. you see somebody doing something wrong it, i don't know where i'm from what's the worst it's gonna lead to like yeah yeah just just a war of words yeah like because when we see there's quite a big like bmx and skateboard community in scotland now and whenever they see like us on skates they're like can't believe you guys are still doing that that's a mate like they're like did are you guys in anything now like is there any like x games or i was like no we're not in any of that stuff and they're like but there's still like a group of you and you're still do like they'll see us out filming and stuff like that and they're like that's wild like yeah like that's like you guys are that's more of a counterculture than what we have like our stuff is everywhere and you're like yeah you're right like rollerblading is way more counterculture than skateboarding or any of that other stuff because it actually gets like mainstream attention. So, I've always accepted that. Yeah. That's why yeah. you gotta be cool with like, I get down with and inspired by everything like mountain bikers, BMXers, a lot of skateboarding. Um, yeah. I ride with them all. If I am in the places where they're riding, not that I'll coordinate with these people cause I don't have tapped into their scenes as much, but I do get down with all their media and spot building. I like touching okay. other people's DIYs or their trails. Right. That's what I was going to ask. So now that you've got this, well, obviously you've been doing it for quite a few years now. Now that you've like tapped into the, these different environments to skate and just kind of use, are there like, have, have you now built up like a hit list of places that you're like, got? Because Canada's a very aesthetically beautiful place with like, you know, lots of countryside, lots of mountainous areas, like, I feel like there's a lot of things to discover and explore and like figure out how to use essentially that like just Scotland's got a very kind of similar aesthetic you would say to Canada in, in that regard so you would kind of I, I feel like it opens up quite kind of like limitless possibilities of where you can go and stuff you can see or I don't know True. you end well, up starting looking on like National Geographic for skate spots <laughs> you're like oh no it, it's really <laughs> true like <laughs> yeah national parks are an iffy thing they really don't like you it's like pushing what's not accepted in there and rollerblading free riding or even riding these paths a lot of stuff is bikes aren't allowed on them like the beautiful groom trails so you have to respect right. that there's places where you shouldn't skate or whatever but of course I have I've gotten <laughs> have you ever yeah. have you ever gotten like a ticket or into trouble with like from the authorities for doing it because i feel like um you, you've got well, like the the rangers and the wardens and stuff in places like that that i can imagine would be quite angered <laughs> yeah the worst was yellowstone national park i don't know is um many years ago so whatever that little statue of limitations may apply or something but like it was um yeah I don't know if my name ever got actually associated with it, but I had filmed a drone 
video skating the boardwalks along the geysers and right. for one you're not allowed to skate in the park on the paths like that you're not allowed to fly a drone in the park all this stuff or whatever unaware just gave it to the sponsors and they posted it and they got reprimanded for such actions and uh yeah I, but they're still cool with me and keep hooking it up but uh yeah the, that would be the worst case situation nothing ever serious because again it's just rollerblading like i'm not chopping down a tree to make a spot i'm just finding yeah. a tree that's already knocked over and riding that and it's not like you know and it's even less destructive than rubbing wax all over things or um i don't know it's it's pretty chill so definitely yeah but, um, yeah those possibilities are endless so beyond national parks finding like um just traditional parks where people have dedicated trails they use apps like trail forks or these like networks of people who log photos and videos of trails all around the world and i just look for the best ones for skating and look at the best features and then plan a road trip and go camping and skate it's so much fun you drop in and just float through some yeah. place that like yeah sometimes the runs last long enough where you get too tired to even continue and like that is perfect so like the rolling hills of scotland that you guys got like a lot of goats over there or something or eating all the grass keeping it trimmed down uh, uh, <laughs> not, really, uh, not really goats, but we do have like a lot of like mountainous countryside so yeah right. i've seen um, a lot of greenery there which looks ideal yeah there's a huge like uh, mountain biking culture here and stuff like that and like a lot of yeah outdoor activities in, in that regard but like i don't know skiing and mountain bike uh like hiking and like stuff like that so yeah i would imagine there's definitely weirdly there, there's a, a snow resort called glencoe and when it dries they turn it into like a mountain bike like downhill mountain bike resort and <laughs> They had a one wheel world championships and i was like what the hell because i've like followed oh. them on facebook and i was like what the hell is a one wheel and it's those like electric one wheel yeah. skateboards and they were yeah. racing downhill on on them with like motorbike helmets and like full head to toe crash pads and i was like first off that's a thing and it's getting like international recognition but rollerblading isn't i was like what is and you, you saw some of the guys and they were like fat out of shape guys on motorized one wheel skateboards and i was like i'm sure it's entertaining to watch it's probably carnage when they like hit something and just yeah, yeah. fly but i was like this is a thing like well um in the next couple of days or weeks here or whatever as more of my pro skates content gets released um you will see my first goes at that exact thing canada has epic ski resorts and in the winter or the summer they keep their gondolas open and turn them into mountain bike runs and i did two mountains top to bottom like ride the ski resort stuff up hike over find the trails and just bomb down for the hours it takes like it's it's a full day experience and yeah it's crazy because you only get one go at every feature because it's such a long continuous ride that I never got to do it twice and I never, well, a cup, sorry, that's a lie. A couple of features I did hit and it was like, whoa. And I wanted to do it again because it was so cool. Right. But for the most part, you just, yeah, drop in and ride for a long time down intense mountain biking trails. And uh, if we could develop this to like you say a race or even just, it's so much fun to just free ride to 
throw a trick in here and there and just yeah so uh, i don't know what it's gonna be but it, it's everything for me right now it's like yeah. the funnest thing i can do on my blades that's what i was gonna ask i was gonna say have you ever like done yeah a, an off-season ski resort because you think that would be ideal for yeah that type of setup um but that's got to be like because i started skiing just a few years ago and just really got into it and i'm like it doesn't even feel like exercising because you're just going to by the end of the day your your legs are aching but you don't at, at the time you don't you just feel you're just like i'm cruising i'm having a great i'm just like flying down this mountain and it's only like at the end of the day you're like my calves are like burning so what does it feel like to like skate down these things like because obviously it, you're not like burning loads of cardio because you're not like you're basically you're rolling you're letting it the trajectory take you down but you're still like definitely working out your body pretty hard like maneuvering throughout the terrain well i'm also choosing to go to the top top and up there there's really only like i don't i'm not even familiar with all the rating scales of like you know it gets up to black diamonds and stuff and it's some of the trails the best trails for the coolest features are on the craziest terrain and it's not like chill riding like that for a long time it's just like technical even yeah. sidestepping down a little bit of it because it's like unrideably rooty or cliffy drops or like some of the ladders are just too insane but once you get into some areas where it's like children's maybe green circle i don't know what these things yeah, are yeah, yeah. Then you can just like flow and it's pretty much like skating a pump track in a city and it's like but also like you say the downhill just helps and you just kind of coasting around but for most of my riding it's on the more extreme side where i'll only make it like a few city blocks or something like not bombing that far and i'm huffing and puffing and legs are shaking <laughs> and it's like the adrenaline of just surviving that little stretch is enough that like i don't need to carry on because i also feel like i'm pushing my luck and you yeah. can have these disastrous moments if you just get lazy because yeah you can't predict every rock and root out there that yeah that was that's what i was wondering because i've seen that you've started adopting the helmet as well which i was like thank god because yeah, yeah. Th there's just so many variables it's like even with street skating you can be the most competent street skier, but if you hit a crack or just, and I feel like when you're in the environments that you're in, that's multiplied so many times because there's stuff that also it's coming up on you. You're not, you're flying down this hill essentially. And you're like, oh crap. Like, even if you spot it, you might, you may spot it and you're like, there's nothing I can do about it. It's, it's coming up. It's happening. Exactly. That's yeah. A lot. It, it's crazy how good you can roll through these sketchy terrains but out of nowhere those little things just will throw one foot off or like you say you may want to sit down and just like on a grassy park or whatever out of nowhere you'll just hit like a little like a burrow of some animal or something and just wheel stops and you just go sliding so yeah i've uh definitely wear the equipment for the terrain now like sometimes i will be skating very casual around a lake trail and there's no need to strap up and wear everything but um if i'm hitting a ski resort i'm definitely wearing my knee pads gloves and a helmet and i would even recommend more if you're to push this into like throwing in tricks and hitting big booters and 
yeah trying to push the speed down a mountain or even like in the free riding there's some yeah there's sometimes like some places where like it's crazy though out of all of this off-road skating my injuries are compared to my aggressive skating or even urban skating like the stuff that i was dealing with when cement is involved like just it i don't know i don't have the injuries i used to have and that might be one of the reasons i've really pushed this off-roading thing is because i also haven't feeling like i pushed myself enough to get like an aggressive style injury from it so the potential is huge like i think people can be doing backflips on these things and 900 in while cruising zero off the next booter to log roll heel roll no i'm not gonna heel roll on air tires but you get what i'm going like just it, you can still do a lot of crazy stuff on them because you can do it it's just nobody's done it yet that's a terrifying prospect like someone just launching a massive spin off like a kicker on a mountain actually oh no that's not true there. i've i've seen um uh what's his name damon franklin had a set of suv skates oh i want to say it was a couple of years ago and i saw him do a backflip off like a like a dirt kicker but yeah it, it wasn't that big but i mean he's still he's still doing a backflip on a set of suv skates on a trail Claim it, take so, it. it's amazing so we get it, it's all got to start somewhere somebody's got to do it and somebody is going to be very good at off-road skating and it will be like yeah because there's you, so much you can, you can like do the, yeah you could be like the do you know who danny mccaskill is like the massive mountain biker he's on red bull and he just yes. basically you could be like the danny mccaskill of the the rollerblading world because I'm, I'm sure there wasn't a market for that and he just created that niche of being this like insanely good mountain biker with really unique vision like I don't remember any big names being before him. I'm happy to grow <laughs> off-road skating into whatever it can be. And the bigger, the better. So like I said in a recent social media post, like been endorsing off-roading skating for over 10 years, but I'm not going to stop until like it's 10 times bigger until there's thousands of people and trails built by rollerbladers or like, I want to see yeah, a competition on just three dirt jumps, classic BMX free ride competition. Just give us like three big booters in a row. And I want to see some Atkinson skating these things. I want to see, like, you know, people should be embracing this because this is the biggest and fastest you will ever skate. Like there's, well, I mean, right. you can get a mega ramp on like normal wheels, but you got to try it on the dirt. It's so much different. It's so okay. It's, is there that's what i was going to ask is there many like have you found a community of like other people across the world who are like doing what you're doing or maybe not on the scale that you're doing it but like as in using the same equipment for like similar activities or well I, vancouver was probably the biggest crew that i've gotten to skate with off-roading and um again they got perfect surroundings for it they've got the same <clears throat> excuse me they got the same canadian creative skating mentality they've birthed wizard all that so it's like they they've adopted off-road blading and i've enjoyed skating with them out there when i am out there i used to live out there and we had some good meetups and we'd okay. go explore some yeah, interesting places but um yeah i see a, like a 
my eyes are open to people off-roading even if they're doing it on 60 mil wheels and just cutting a corner across the grass in the middle of their line it's not necessarily a air-filled tire thing it's that right. people will embrace this off-road skating without realizing that they're embracing it by just grinding a, a log instead of the rail beside it and it's it's gonna grow like, like i see i see a huge interest in earthy rollerblading like getting back to the roots and being creative and pushing yeah what's possible like people are jumping through trees again that used to be a huge thing just find a tree with the v and jump through that it was cool that's, that's true yeah so no one's like no one's reached out to you when they've seen your videos or obviously because you've had quite a few that have been really popular and been like oh i live in norway and i'm actually doing this oh. as well like okay yeah that happens there's a lot of places that are going to be unreachable without support and going on these like crazy adventures there are yeah people skating in cool places that i wish i could be at and get the invites to and surprisingly there's even the excuse me i got a cat freaking out in here Psst, jazz there's like even people in my home province, my home state or whatever you call it, wherever you're from, but like just all of a sudden hit me up and I had no idea that there was off-road skaters a couple hours yeah. from me that close and wanting to go to like the same locations that I've pre-scouted using Google or whatever, you know, and I do a lot of maps in. Well, I love Google mapping and figuring out where I'm going to go and what it's like beforehand. And yeah, yeah. but surprisingly, there's people all over and yeah. I went to the ski resort just uh, near here, like it's in a valley because we don't got mountains in the middle of Canada. And uh, there was a huge scene of little snow blades, like little rippers and like those little yeah, yeah. Ski that have no skis on them or whatever. And it's kids like that, that will adopt mountain blading because they're already doing it and it they're doing something just as niche as this, but yeah. let them do it around on the exact same trails. So it'll come. That's that's quite funny that they're like it's this basically like aggressive skating where you like discover a spot and then someone hits you up and goes, Hey, can you tell me where that is or how I can get to that? Or I, I want I want a shot of that. That looks fun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, um, it's it's different. It's yeah, it'll grow. Right. Okay. Um so see see the setup with the wheels. I'm guessing, I'm assuming it's just got like traditional bearings inside it. Yep. Um, a lot of times they're throwing in the wicked rust proofs. So right. if you like kind of foreseeing people going through worse conditions. So um, yeah, normal traditional bearings are doing the job. Like I'll be swapping out and, but it's never been like terrible on a bearing. I've never had any just seize up or anything that I would expect with rolling through so much dust. Like there's a lot of places, yeah. there's a lot of dust being kicked up, but I don't know if like bearing technology, the shields and stuff have gotten so good. I, yeah, they, it's just, I think the worst thing for a bearing after all these years of experience would be impacts, like um, starting to just rattle loose and just being a louder roll. But right. like, off roading is really not hard on your bearings at all. I'm quite surprised by that. Yeah, I was like literally skating a handrail with like grass and dirt next to it for about an hour or two the other week. And then I took the skates to the skate park and I was like, this is horrendous. I need to change all these bearings. This is awful. Yeah. And it must have something to do also with the bearings being just 
hitting the dirt because they're never making that same contact as if you drop off of a rail and run down the grass like your bearings are there's only that much urethane and it's like the shield is being yeah pelted with dirt and stuff that can easily get in so that must make a big difference that they're so far from the actual i guess they're higher off the ground as well aren't they so it's they're getting a little bit more protection yeah but then the terrain's a bit more rugged all right um we we never actually have you have you had any you mentioned like the injury aspect of it and having less injuries but have you had any like bad ones doing it or any like scares because even your latest problem you're doing you're doing like you're doing like uh hockey stops and stuff like that on the edge of mountains essentially like that looks like it could come with its fair share of uh jeopardy i am embracing the t-stop and the cliche things that weren't cool back in the day like dragging your foot behind is essential in some of these situations because i'm doing whatever it takes to get through a trail like i yeah. don't care like uh, it's not worth trying to look stylish or something when you are developing i don't know it's just getting it done and so um yeah it there's been scary situations because a lot of times i don't know how i don't have the like i'm just learning how to like power slide full traditional hockey stop like on dirt in controlled situations to actually speed check or whatever so yeah. i haven't raced the t-stop until i'll get to that point where i'm doing more stylish traditional skating or whatever but no there's not been that many bad like it worst case like you i have rolled a couple of times or like slid on my ass a lot or i don't know just but um nothing no terrible bruises scrapes saw like nothing yeah it's been lucky like, okay yeah i don't but i don't think it's luck i just think that like yeah cement hurts so much and yes this is true this is very yeah. true yeah um because yeah. if i go out skating on my own now like say I, I don't know travel to like a skate park or just like something like that i'm i'm very much aware of the fact that i'm on my own and i'm like when you go skating with friends you're like oh if something happens they'll be able to like look after me or like phone the ambulance whatever and i'm like what if i get hurt here and i can't reach my phone and mm. no one no one comes <laughs> and like these All thoughts right. start playing in my head because i'm older and then i'm like you're you're taking that to the extreme like you're yeah see i i also don't even rock a phone these days i haven't had a phone in forever so like it is i don't know i'm on a I have a lot of confidence in my skills that even if something terrible was to go wrong, I'll get myself out of the situation. Like it, right. I don't know. Um, trying so, to not soften up with old age. I'm trying to stay exploring and a lot of mental mapping, a lot of research, a lot. I tell people where I'm going, what I'm doing, and okay. I don't go skating on my own that often. But if I'm driving out the hour to my family's acreage and I go through this beautiful valley and I want to stop and ride a hill, I'm going to ride that hill. And yeah, if something was to happen, got to deal with it in the situation. It's never happened. Knock on all the wood around or whatever. I don't know. I just, I like being free. <laughs> so, so you don't have like, I, I don't know, like an Apple Watch or anything with a tracker on it so that people are like, hey, he's stopped moving. <laughs> no, but uh, that'll oh probably God. change real quick because I've. it seems to have been exponentially growing the amount of harassment of 
you need a phone you need a every it's such a social thing these days so yeah i'm happy with how long i've gone without feels great i have a brand new macbook here and i still use technology but i prefer to shoot on like all these old cameras and yeah communicate with every like i'm still talking to everybody and i'm around but i just don't like being bothered all the time and you get bothered when you have a phone in your pocket that's 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 true yeah you've that's a valid point yeah so so i'm assuming yeah you're still like very active with your photography and stuff like that as well like because that was always a huge part of your life yeah i shot some album art and a music video and some ladies fitness um routines and trainers and i like whatever a lot of yeah i'm and i'm always shooting for my own self which i'll get another portfolio developed well i have a portfolio i'm just not developing it because like i said i got all this going on pro skate took up a lot of my energy for this last year for like i said i was skating the samples for it's been like a year now and i couldn't release anything until this last month here and it was cool that i could keep it all secret but again i don't have a huge scene around me so it's like partner sh- don't post that photo yeah you see my scene in it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's not like an aggressor skate where you show up to i don't know the session and you're like guys please just don't take you can see it just don't take a photo of it yeah yeah right no nobody cares out in the middle of the woods like this right. well actually that's a lot of people they care that's why i put follow Werbeski on the back of my skate because it's okay. pretty much a business card and it's the easiest thing to just just show my rollerblade with the direct link to everything they need to see about me like spelling out a whole name people are like out exploring and they don't want to like i don't know it's too much information this is just bam almost like a qr code or something i don't know so yeah i'm i'm at, yeah because i imagine you must run into people that are just like i don't know out walking or whatever or doing whatever activity and they must just be like what the hell are you yeah. doing? What the what the, <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Like, what are those? <laughs> All the time, people don't even know that it's possible. Like, they've never even considered the idea, and all of a sudden, just a rollerblader shows up, like miles from cement. They're just like, "How? How'd you get here? Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool, and they're yeah, they always are like wanting to see it and just kind of give you the right of way and have a lot of questions and yeah. interest. Maybe it's not even their own interest. They're just like, oh, my son or brother-in-law would love to see this because they're out here biking all the time. And like, it's just, yeah, it's almost like seeing some like, I don't know, unicorn in the forest. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like if, if I see a rollerblader out in the wild, even if it's like, I randomly saw someone with a wizard set up that, you know, I've lived here decades i've skated here decades and i saw a guy go past and i instantly wreck like you know what when you see a wizard frame you recognize it straight away and i was like like, rollerblader rollerblader with wizard frames i was like who the hell is that guy so cool (laughs) but seeing them in like a forest or like yeah like on a mountain or something you'd be like wait what what like your mind would just (laughs) not process that yeah yeah it's pretty cool it's fun shocking people I'm, 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 i mean i imagine yeah i imagine you definitely like that factor of it yeah um so you said there was like there's more promotional material to come do you mean as in like more sections or more like 
like like shorter uh, pieces for like social media or what? Uh, the both of those ski resorts are like a two three minute long little video and right. chopped up a couple of remix reels for Instagram. The videos will probably be on like power slides, YouTube, and all of this, and they just have schedules that they're. I would love to just release everything, but uh, I don't know. They got plans. I'm under their control in a sense. I have my own social media. I can post whatever I want, but to like time out a collaboration or I don't know. I don't know what they do. They're getting their money's worth with this product from you because I mean, some aggressive skaters don't even put out a bloody promo. They just like release the skate company will release a photo or whatever and their lazy ass doesn't even bring out a section. I feel like you've brought out what sounds like i mean you've already brought out a substantial amount of media for it and posting about it and stuff like that in a really interesting way and there's more to come i would say i've released about a third of what i shot with my sample skates last right. year and uh yeah so there's about like two-thirds more to come and i keep collecting it while i'm sitting on this stuff so there'll be a bunch to come like, uh, that's nuts oh, okay you've definitely yeah you've definitely not work, lost the work ethic i'll, I'll give you that um so what, that. what was that some people see that um, i still oh, get grief like it's like i said non-traditional but like there's you yeah. still get grief in what in what way well i don't want to get into all the details but like um the production for these three edits and four edits and 20 photos and 10 reels or whatever. I don't know what I would have tallied up to over that little thing. It was a very small budget, but very questioned right. budget from, yeah, like I said, okay. without yeah. the backing of the second sponsor, the drone to contribute to that tour, maybe yeah. it wouldn't have been so productive, but yeah, I definitely killed that two week little trip I went on last year and going on another two week one in three weeks here the end of july right uh, we'll see what kind of content i create it'll all be dependent on people's decisions not just i mine. suppose yeah it's one of these diff difficult things because obviously you're having to try and explain it to like a, the skate company or whatever when no one else apart from you has ever done this for them so like trying to make them understand it from your perspective or like how it's different to say filming an aggressive promo or doing this or that you're like no this this is very location specific i have to get to these places that like you can't just travel um, travel budget orientated it's yeah. yeah it's yeah going on these adventures the places nobody's ever skated and there's there's definitely yeah there's a doc there's like a mini documentary to be made out of that this this seems like the kind of thing that would be on like vice or something like random mountain man rollerblader like camp like well, camps in the wilderness it, and skates on suv skates like there's a that's a weird niche story right there well I'll put this out there if anybody wants to manage like i'm developing my own press release right now for exact like that like there's magazines in these towns or news feature things in these towns that i'm riding and I, there's no way they're not gonna promote my rollerblading down their local ski resort it's like i'm a foreigner pops into town and rides down their ski hill like these are stories that will appeal to non-rollerbladers and like yeah. you said just need to get it out there to people and so yeah 
Got to create my own press release. Got to edit my own videos. Got to shoot everything. Got to skate everything. It takes a lot of energy, but uh, if I can, well, I, on Tuesday morning, I have a radio interview live, which is like, you know, gets the ball rolling. Thank you for this opportunity. Get the ball rolling. And as these this new content comes out, maybe big media will pick it up and see yeah. where the rest of the summer goes. You would think like the media sources for like, um, like outdoor pursuits and stuff like that, that I don't know, like all the kind of various, like, you know, generalist outdoor, like activity magazines and stuff like that, they'd be like dead into it or like in, in Scotland, all our ski resorts have their own websites and like press centers for like, I don't know, like, yeah, like the ski resorts or like, um, our national forest association and stuff like that. You'd think if you got in touch with him and been like, I'm doing this like really fascinating, unique project in your area. Yeah. Like you might want to send someone to cover this. Like yeah, you, well, you, you'd think they'd be properly into it. I do. I definitely do think there's a lot of interest in this. But again, it's it's all me. Like I'm having to do yeah. all this yeah. work, it's and like that's the last step is the the networking and the managing of the content or whatever. I guess you could say and yeah i really enjoy the skating part of it i'm not the best businessman yeah yeah also it's, it's a lot to take on for one person because you're basically like you're the location scout the talent the filmer the photographer the like social media like press guy like like all yeah. for all for like the same thing like you're it's the kind of thing that if it was in any other industry or any other pursuit there'd be an entire team like working on that and you're like nope it's just it's just i'm i'm doing it all all of it yeah it's so it's a lot of work so things do get overlooked like those aspects well not overlooked i'm still attempting it i'm aware of it it's just that i haven't been able to focus on it right yeah. still gotta make a new reel today gotta do other things you know like it's yeah, and I do want to go skate. Like, um, after this, it's a beautiful day. I'm gonna go, most likely, set up a hammock and a slack line in the park, and have my off-road blade sit in there and ride the hill, do a couple of things, jump on a picnic table. I don't know. <laughs> so, when you're not throwing yourself down mountains or going roll blades, what are you what are you doing for work these days? It's crazy. I work for a safety council. I. The, the the irony but yeah okay. i know <laughs> um and i'm a content specialist so i do what i do for somebody else okay. i film and photograph and edit um a bunch of psas or educational pieces for the like nonprofit that oversees knowledge like educating everybody in the state province that i live in about safety and uh yeah my story appealed to them because i was clearly very unsafe and uh i've what smartened up gotten wiser with my age and uh okay. have skills that translate to this industry so yeah it's kind of nice it's like my first real salary gig that i've like ever actually taken on so yeah yeah like going to Chicago and New York and all that next month here will be great. It's paid holidays. I'm I'm an adult. I get to just like <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. You've got like a responsible adult's job now. I don't I 
don't think I could ever picture you like doing that. Yeah, yeah was, it's coming on a year. You're going to be like this, like Ooh. vagabond forever. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's embedded in me. Like I, that's why I still have to keep up this lifestyle of exploring all the time, even if it's just around where I live, and not by just around. Like here, there's big distances to cover to see a change in terrain hours so uh we do a lot of driving around here a lot of exploring like all my yeah weekends are exploration and yeah but it's wow. nice having a nine to five like i get to be creative all day and hang out with cool people and um yeah i work with a skater like yeah as in cool. like one we would know or just a guy that skates just a local skateboarder right. who saw the blade in and picked it up and loving it nice all right okay um so a lot i kind of because everyone's memory is quite short in the the internet era and i I wonder how many people would actually be aware of this especially the fact that a lot of people have come back to blading in the past few years and might have missed this period but you and richie were obviously responsible for the powerhouse in barcelona like you pitched the idea to power slide they sent you over there and you guys made all this stuff like you and Richie like handling you were obviously taking photos you and Richie were filming and making all these sections for all these skaters like Warapodge uh Alan Beaulieu Dom Sagona like all these like visiting USD riders shadow riders stuff like that um like I, I don't think we've talked about it last time but I did always wonder like who who were your favorite people like the people that you most enjoyed hanging about with during that period or the people who skating you were most impressed by or because you were obviously very hungry at that time as well and determined to make a name for yourself and obviously did but I, I was curious to know like during all those because it was like a revolving door there was just people visiting all the time so what was what was that like from your perspective yeah well peak i think was when the shadow team came through to finish or shoot the video that was amazing to see like childhood idols just being real people hanging out with them for a month or i don't even know how it must have been a month but sagona hanging out in the house he was like he lived there he was like i don't know may have stayed the longest it was great and he was passing down knowledge and getting to see yeah how real everybody is is like what's the best part because you build everybody up in your head as like celebs you know and then they're just real people who can kill it when the cameras come out and like have a good time when the cameras aren't on them that's why i really enjoyed filming everything with that home movies camera making the powerhouse movie because i was pointing the camera at everybody when they weren't expected a camera to be pointed at them because normally it's when you're tricking but I thought everybody was cool people and worth documenting the time socializing with them. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, some people were hungry. Like, oh my God, people were coming in, getting broke off. And that's what I mean. Like who, who, who came and just like really shocked you or like blew you away. And you're like, Whoa, I did not, I, I did not appreciate the level of your talent before. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Warpage was insane. He was, he was determined it was an opportunity for him as much as it was an opportunity for us he got a pretty lengthy visa as well he put some time in in the powerhouse and 
didn't waste it. He was killing it. Um, there's one that's slipping my mind right now. The name, maybe you could help me out here. The guy who fakey five forty sold the Cali down beach ledge. Um, oh, and Mark Weider. Like yeah. Oh my God, that guy was on a whole nother level. He was the most intense. Wake up doing like just here, dude, just full on workout in the living room, going hard, breaking a sweat before anybody's even up. Yeah. Going out and like 540 off the biggest things possible, getting broke off, swollen up everywhere, bruised up, stretching it out, partying all night, waking up like same routine over and over. And it was like the, his, yeah, his physical dedication to it was unreal like he took it like it was a professional sport it was cool yep. to see yeah mark Wyder has no chill i actually interviewed him not that long ago and i was like the stuff like how you didn't get further in bleeding because the stuff you were doing was psycho and he just yeah. he was churning out the, the sections yeah warapodge as well placed at winter clash had all these sections out like if brand a brand could afford to send him send him to more competitions he would have killed those as well he was in the cayenne project videos and it's just mm -hmm. still not I, I can't believe where podge has not had his name on a skate i, I, I do find that quite criminal right, right? <laughs> like true that what more do you does he have to do but i get i get geography plays a huge part in it he lives very far away and it's very expensive for brands to kind of do anything with him but his talent is undeniable yeah it's yeah yeah it's too bad that whole location thing that's i struggle with it and i know a lot of people struggle with it you you move away from the scene and yeah you're not in the scene this is true because i remember it's you said that, that was yeah that was one of the reasons for like things breaking down undercover because was that right not right because sending stuff to you was mm -hmm. just more expensive for them I, yeah i'm sure that's a part of it it's just that yeah i you when you're with or other skaters let's say barcelona like a lot of teams are based in barcelona and send one big package everybody gets all their goods or whatever and it's a lot easier so sending a bunch of stuff just to me doesn't really make as much sense and i understand it but come on i'm still killing it over here <laughs> yeah 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 you're like i understand but it still hurts let's get it yeah, yeah. um so we also covered this last time like you being a bit of a controversial character you obviously had your falling out with sean kelso where he blamed you for all the break, love breaking a spot in kansas city that you actually made and it was it was in the haitian video i think wasn't it or something like that you skating that I yeah remember. You, yeah, yeah all the haitian boys got some clips on it it was cool it yeah it's like like some things are meant to last and like yeah we're I destroying remember. everything we're skating and like just let it be destroyed like it is what it is i don't know all the yeah. love well, I remember that and then there was obviously the Frederick Anderson beef because he he accused you of stealing his girlfriend when again you told your side of the story and said that you don't feel that's how it played out but there's one I've always wondered about Sam Crofts told me when he lived in Barcelona you guys were really tight you obviously had the THC crew with like Nick and Carson and stuff like that and I was like but you never really spent much time with Mark Moreno 
and Sam went, oh, that wasn't on my part. Oh, he's like, oh, he's yeah, like, yeah. he's like, I was really good friends with Dustin. He's like, and Mark couldn't stand Dustin or they had some like beef with each other. He's like, so I couldn't hang out with Mark, but he never elaborated on what had happened. So what happened between you and Mark Moreno? Yeah. I'll happily fill you in on Go on I'm an open chef. Um, yeah, that was interesting. Mark Moreno's a cool dude. His partner's cool. They definitely have a good setup. Um, the powerhouse didn't really socialize with locals that much. Like I skated a bunch with Tony Cheetah, very cool cat. He would definitely come around the powerhouse and like, but it was, I don't know. There's just a little bit of a different scene, but, um, at the end of the powerhouse, we all st or I stuck around, got a new place, studio with uh, an old, old partner. And then when that all fell apart, I came back on just like a random little trip, like met Mark Moreno's partner's best friend. And um, yeah, that was the Spanish chick that I was with for years. But uh, right, okay. for some reason, that left a sour taste in their mouth. I don't know. It's, I don't know, like how these social things happen. Like that's also why I like being out in the woods because there is no society social weird things. Right. So like, I got a key to. Okay, so her, my ex's house was where Mark Moreno's wife, or if they're whatever they're. They lived together and Mark wasn't too happy that I got a key to the, the girl's house before he did. He had oh, been with okay. them for a long time. Okay. So then all of a sudden I was living in the city with the chicks and then she had to move out and then she moved in with Mark. And so I kind of just like took over that house somehow, I guess, in their perspective. Right. I don't know what the deal is. So, but when I started seeing her, I was cut off from that local scene because I don't know, man. Like, I literally don't know. It's, it's so crazy. It's the just some childish that work. shit yeah. that, like, I don't know. I don't feel like high school stuff. And I don't yeah, know. I don't way, care to yeah, dig yeah, into the, the details of some high school drama. The way the conflict kind of arises from something that you're like, this is a thing. Why is this even, why is this an issue? Yeah, I, I do know what you mean. But it, you know what? It was, you were too damn charming for your own good. You were charming. You got the key first because you're just, just that lovable well, I, rogue that that's the, that's the problem dustin you're a lovable rogue well, i got married in all of that situation and i it was like it was some serious yeah again growing up trying to like really settle in spain and enjoy a life there and it wasn't based around blading it was like a personal life and i guess maybe that also separated me from the blading but not really i had all my homies thc was the fucking bomb that's all i needed yeah <laughs> Sam also told me another story about he went on a blind date or he went on a date to like a flamenco club and he was like this this is what is happening what am I doing here and did he say it was you or Carson showed up to like save him on the date I can't even I can't remember what the story was or like you all met up later that night and I was like I have faint memories of yeah Sam being with this dancer woman and um I also have memories of him getting in trouble for always leaving blood stains on her sheets because every time he would stay at her house he would be fresh from our sessions 
and be bleeding all over her fresh laundry. So uh, I don't know if those stories connect, but that's what yeah. I remember. I mean, that, that yep. Yeah, if I know Sam, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said he used to come and like meet you guys and go session on his lunch break from work and then like, get like... absolutely destroyed because <laughs> he'd go and skate a hammer on his lunch break from the school and then go back either just drenched in sweat or blood or both. And I was like, they must have thought you were a psychopath. Like, <laughs> so good. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. He was definitely down for the the game. He was taking it serious. Yeah. <laughs> it is just a game. Yeah, just... I, I did see Sam was hyped when you got your skate, and he was like uh, posting about it on social media, being like, "Yeah, just excited for you." Do you do you like keep in touch with those guys much? Yeah. Um... Yeah, Sam's got some say at Power Slide these days, so he's involved in a bunch of email conversations, and mm, I keep in touch. But after a while, those dreams of getting back there fade when there's no support to do it. You know, I ask yeah. every year. It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> it it has been a while. Yeah, yeah. You would you would just think like all this stuff. I feel like. I feel like your ideas are so progressive that it kind of works against you. Like when you had when you had like the whole like power blading thing and you were combining like aggressive with free skate. A few years later, like like you know, seven or eight years down the line, coronavirus hits and everyone's getting into that stuff. And you, if your skate had came out then, people were like, "Wait a minute, I can have an aggro skate, but it's also got a free skate set up on it." Like all the back to bladers would probably have loved that would have been the ideal product for that. I feel like it just came too soon. Well, let's hope that it's not the same situation with an off road pro skate. Uh, feels pretty similar. It's very obscure, and <laughs> I will hold on to it until other people are doing it, and I'll be happily involved when that time comes. But uh, yeah, it, but I think it is hard. Yeah. I think that's a good thing though, like because surely I would imagine it's it's better to be like it not be popular, but you being remembered as someone that blazed a trail or like, you know, pushed for something first, as opposed to being like, oh well, that guy was like really famous and popular within the the community or the industry or whatever. But then when you actually think back on what did they actually bring to it? What did they what did they change? What did you know, what did they make better? And you're like, oh, they were just a great skater. Yeah, well, I hope I helped turn people on to the idea of big wheel blading. And it's ironic as I lost the <laughs> wheel sponsor and things like that. But uh, yeah, there's been people definitely benefiting from the growth of wheels in the sport of rollerblading. It's great to see. I, I embrace it. Like I definitely, there's a lot of companies making big wheel products and it is cool. That's a lot of money I mean, being like, put back into the industry. Yeah, the lines have been absolutely blurred. Like you've got ground, you've got ground control, which is an, it's an aggressive brand. It was never, it had never had anything to do with recreational free skate. Now they have recreational frames, and they're making a ton of recreational wheels. Like that was unthinkable ten years ago. Yeah, and it's cool. I so love it. I think that's what blading needs. Is yeah, I don't care if I'm the best big wheel skater around. I don't care if I'm the best off-road skater around. I hope I'm not. I hope somebody's competitive out there and wants to push it further than me. Like, bring it on. Show, inspire me. I'm just, I'm giving you the idea. 
now you do it real good and i will chase down you for a minute until i find something new to push it into it's just yeah. inspiration it's how it works that's that's quite funny that's what uh the mushroom blading guys were saying not too long ago they were like we always just wanted we knew we weren't that good at rollerblading but we had these ideas and we were just waiting for other people to like adopt them that were really good at rollerblading or like much better than us and they're like now we're seeing that that's like that's the biggest satisfaction from it and i feel like you've also had a kind of similar journey in that sense of like introducing new ideas to the sport and enriching it essentially yeah i'm happy to be a fellow canadian with the mushroom bladers they're humble guys as well even though you guys have like your little like back and forth back and forth uh teasing which i remember when you brought out the promo for the the three wheel skates and it was like death to the fourth wheel and they were like they were making fun of you for it and i, I remember you 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 bet back they, yeah they like to make fun of a lot of stuff that's for sure every day and i thought i thought that I was the canadian way i thought that was i thought humor was the huge part of the the canadian uh unified you personality just say sorry after. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> do like do you guys ever like cross because they kind of keep to themselves as well do you guys ever cross paths obviously like Canada's huge but well they live on the the one the number one highway that goes across Canada so if I'm driving to the coast I'm going through their city and it's been a few years but I'm been trying to get them to connect and come try this whole off-road skating thing because I think they would love it their city is perfect for it right. and it's like some of the craziest bike parks or bike park I've ever seen so if they want to be Superman and like go flying they could do it there too but what? um no yeah. I would love to connect with them again so but this year is like the first year I've always driven west it's just been my way the mountains are over there and Vancouver's over there and like year after year builds a crew that's over there but uh this year i'm gonna drive east i've never been to new york city so that will be a pleasure so i won't see my fellow canadians this year i'm gonna go be a part of the windy city riot in chicago okay and then yeah we're just gonna do a driving trip because that's how i do it all these i've always preferred driving like you get to see everything in between like it's I mean, maybe it's just that I was never given those opportunities to be flown direct to a city for an opportunity and then flown out. It was always just had to like, you know, work for it. So, um, but yeah, I develop my own tours every year, like my own little trips that are just personal and I throw blading into them and going to go through Minneapolis, Chicago, and then just straight shot to New York and then up into Toronto, back through Detroit and Chicago and Minneapolis again and home. Oh, nice big loop-de-loop. I'm kind of surprised you've never been to New York. I feel like New York's the kind of place that a young, a younger Dustin would definitely have like lived in and thrived at. Like, right. yeah, I know. You know, I hold your own. You love the chaos, like big person. I feel like I feel like New York would have been a a place that very much suited you as as an individual. Yeah. Well, yeah, I am very excited to get back into some street photography. My hometown here is like so small that it's pretty rare to see somebody of interest and yeah there it's just the sea of people that um, take a lot of rolls of film with me and my off-roads i'm gonna go skate central park is the goal i don't even okay. know if you're allowed to but that's the goal and uh yeah 
take some another pair of mine as an urban pair obviously do some urban skating around downtown of manhattan and whatnot and i'm trying to decide if i take my solomons or my old shadows or eons i don't know what i'm going to take to skate around for windy city riot i'm not going to take that comment very serious that's for sure but it's gonna be cool to be a part of one again okay if you go to new york you have to mm -hmm. do you know who jp know. premiano is the guy that does butter tv yeah <laughs> he he like loves like basically making any form of creative project i feel like you two would definitely yeah be able to come up with something okay i caught the last part there but who is this the most oh, did that die? um do you know what have you ever seen like butter tv he makes like loads of competition oh, edits yes. he makes like action figures and stuff like that jp premiano lovely guy and is like he's just obsessed with making stuff like just any kind of project like i imagine if you hit him up like you guys kindred spirits i definitely think like if you like pitched an idea to him went oh like i'm gonna be in the city i would love to do that like i i think if he was free he'd be 100 percent down so i mean i'm just scheduled I'm literally this morning got it set in stone on what the schedule is and i can book holidays off tomorrow monday morning but like now I announce to the world and see who's around and yeah, who wants to work on stuff. And but again, it's all me. Create a schedule, create the master plan, do the connected. It's cool. Okay. We'll see who reaches out. So yeah, anybody wants to work, holler at me. I'm definitely down. All right. Um sounds like you've got loads of stuff in the works then. So you've got these like couple of more projects coming out for the skate. You've got more stuff you're working on. You're gonna be traveling, hitting up co a competition, doing like it sounds like you've got a busy year ahead yeah I guess I don't know I'm just trying to squeeze it in summer's real short over here that's gonna be true. winter again soon and I, I can definitely relate then I'm a hibernate and make some paintings in my garage and yeah it'll be nice so all right <laughs> um I've got one more question and I'll let you go because obviously it's a Sunday afternoon and I don't want to absolutely butcher the end part of your weekend I've always wondered what, so going back to your aggressive days, I've always wondered like what your favorite section was or what one you're most proud of, like just because of how it manifested itself and turned out or like particular tricks that you were just like, yep, yeah, that, that, that's that crossed off the bucket list. I never need to think about that again. Like, are there, was there any part that just, you're like, yep, yeah, that's if, if I was going to show anyone one section of me, I'd show mm -hmm. them that one. When you first said it, because you need a lot yeah when he first said it i had an idea but to change my answer i would have to say the one section that i'm most proud of would probably be the john lee the booted when he came to barcelona and the one yeah the boot yeah that was a great opportunity to, to like i've like i said i'm all independent and it's awesome to be presented with a filmmaker who knows what the fuck they're doing excuse me, and doesn't dick like i could just do me and skate and have it documented so well and i didn't have to put any thought into it no editing nothing and i just got to sit back and watch a professional take on my skating for a few days in front of the camera it was a lot of fun to make and i think it comes through because the skater shouldn't be the director, shouldn't be the editor, shouldn't yeah. be all of this because you end up miscuing yourself. And I like it when somebody else could represent 
me because then I don't I don't know I look at different things and some things that were in that video I wouldn't have put in the video but I love it for that reason like it, if I could have all my old edits re-edited by somebody else I'm sure they'd be more appreciable these days I would definitely I just over oversee all my stuff too much plus it's a lot of mental load to be like standing at the top of a stair trying to concentrate on a trick and then the whole time you're like directing some of my camera being like make sure you don't zoom out too much make sure you do this like don't like do this to me or then you do the trick and you're happy with it and then you look at the clip and you're like right let's go again like that's yeah. you, you you fucked me like we're we're gonna <laughs> okay like i'm that. embracing we never used to care at all about how the spot looked or even the if the your head got cut off or any of that stuff it was just point and shoot with your mom and dad's home movies camera and it made for a really nice aesthetic i like it i, I don't i think it's getting very cinematic it's obviously gotten very cinematic it's, it has its ups and downs in filmmaking and skate videos and all this and i do like the classic return of old skate video cameras and like oh the results of my videos if i could have somebody with just a zoom doing whatever they do running a tape for 10 minutes instead of just like an iPhone being fixed in one spot the results are going to be much better so like yeah and I I don't mind having random people film my stuff at all because I said like I embrace that like it, it is what it is like you're not if you're not Hollywood you're not Hollywood and at least you're out there shooting it yeah yeah okay no that's yeah that's fair enough I would have thought you would have said the wheel I, one of my favorites was the wheel promo for the I can't remember which might have been your last one the one with like all the moon imagery from I can't remember who that filmmaker is but that had like the you're doing like the macios and the posts yeah. and all like the the heroes that grinds and stuff like that and I was like this is nuts but yeah the John Lee one does make sense yeah yeah I was I was peeking on some creativity there with the mentioned undercover one but um yeah it was it's not as much fun to make and so that all takes into my memory of the edit it's just is oh, uh, that one I broke my hand yeah grinding those posts I mean and so uh yeah you, you, that, you were you, know. <laughs> you, you were you were treating a metal post fence as if it was a handrail so there was there was a lot of yeah there was a lot of risk also didn't you didn't you break your hand then land it uh no happened? I did it and then I didn't like that I gapped it to forward I was like I should land backwards because of the stupid rollerblading rules and I thought I could do it better or whatever and lesson that I definitely appreciated was just accept it you're if it works like if you roll away accept it I watched through social media somebody on a comment asked somebody if they had watched killer boots this morning and so for breakfast I watched Brandon Campbell's killer boots section and again re-justified myself on if you roll away with crazy style that is your style and embrace take, that like, yeah take the win yeah yeah it, doing it again can you can make it perfect but is that what matters to you and to me it doesn't I think just be happy with that one and don't get broke off put the energy into something new there is an argument for that like like do you clean it up and make it look like the best version of the trick that it can be or do you take what is potentially the most honest like mm -hmm. reality of it like you you landing it and maybe yeah I don't know you fold or you don't like land cleanly or you lift a leg up or something but you're like well that is 
that's it. Yeah. But then well, you obviously get, that- you get per- perfectionists that. So yeah, there's there's a scale. Smaller technical things you're pushing, I believe you should perfect that. Like you should, but as you start getting to those first try or die, like accept it. Don't perfect a stunt. It's that's like, and to me, more and more skating is stunt skating. Like I don't know, small technical stuff is cool, but I don't know, making a video do some cool like big moves just do it once get it done move on to the next one okay like, yeah like I don't, i'm over the whole spin to win and pushing that like crazy crazy technicality i would like to yeah like just grinding weird stuff is always my thing obviously but like if you can find bigger and better ones then that's it just creative big things all right so, okay no that makes sense Right, I've taken up enough of your time today. I'll let you get back to enjoying the rest of your weekend. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for taking time to do this, and I can't wait to see yeah the other videos you're talking about because those, yeah, they just I, I can't even picture what that would look like. So I'm I'm interested to see what the the end result is. Saving the best for last. All right, okay, okay. So, so you think you think these are better than the ones that are already out? Oh yeah, yeah, kind of do. That's a bold practice. claim, but yeah, you've 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 got, a, you've got a proven track record, so I'll you know. Oh wait, I'm not saying I'm making better videos than everything I've made. I'm making better off-roading videos than I've made. Yeah, I know, I know what you meant. All right, yeah, because yeah, I'm proud of that aggressive stuff, and it's a good reminder. I'm gonna make everybody an aggressive edit this year. Let's see if I can do it again. Okay, that'll be fun. I, I have no doubt you can do. You can still do it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe, yeah, well, shit. Maybe I'll make a, yeah, this whole summer tour thing would be fun to. I don't know. Again, I don't even know what kind of skates I'm going to ride. I don't know what I'm doing aggressively these days. So just enjoying it. I'm, I'm sure you'll figure it out. Right. I'll let you get Cheers. off. Thank you. Pleasure. Enjoy. Speak your... to you again in almost another decade. In fact, knowing you, you'll probably have some utterly crazy, different trajectory by then as well so yeah no doubt we will have more stuff to talk about i hope so yeah all right done thank you hey peace